Welcome to the save room. Actually, welcome to the save room reviews, and it's not a video game, it's a movie. We're reviewing Dark Phoenix, the latest and greatest and probably the lastest of the X-Men universe. I'm Kevin, and I'm joined by... Irfan. Hello, Irfan. I'm not Daniel. You are not Daniel. What is this? This is like the fourth in an, in a four-movie arc of prequel movies that are uh, also sequels? I... I don't even know if I would say it's like part of like an arc, to be honest, because like, where are we at with like the timelines and stuff of any of the X-Men movies? Like, to be honest, like, I don't know, like we had First Class and then Days of Future Past was purposely like throwing off the timeline. Right. It, 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 it did the job of connecting to the original trilogy. Did it? Well, it tried. But it, like, it was a good movie by itself yeah. as well. But like, it had that nostalgia factor. Patrick Stewart was there. Yeah. You know, Ian, uh, what's his name? Ian McKellen. McKellen. Yeah, yeah. He shows up. Mm-hmm. He he does a few things, lifting some metal here and there. And you're like, oh, I love it. It's just like 2000 all over again. Oh, yeah. No, Days of Future Past is yeah. probably one of my favorites out of like the newer excellent movies. Yeah. Yeah. I would say if I had to like rank like my top favorite of the X-Men series... I, not counting not counting Deadpool, like I would probably say okay. Deadpool is like a little like. Can you classify that as a as an X Men movie? I Deadpool is like its own thing, but I feel like you have to classify him as part of like the X movies, which just, is fair, just yeah. because like because he is like a mutant and or wait, is he a mutant? Ah, uh, no, yes, no, yes. He was an artificially created mutant, right? Sort of. Listen, a- but, it doesn't. Uh, matter. But anyways, it doesn't matter. anyways, though. But the Deadpool films have a large X Men presence, correct? In them, yeah. even yeah. though they poke fun at like the fact that there aren't a lot of X Men characters or actors Actually, in those movies. More direct to the point, it's a part of the Fox like Marvel yeah. universe. So you can consider it Fox an umbrella. with like the circle around the X in Fox <laughs> or the cross in the circle. The Fox the O. Yeah, yeah. The, which is the branding here. Yeah, that's yeah. another thing we were talking about. The so, Foxman universe. The Foxmans. Yeah. This is not uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix. It's just Dark Phoenix and we put a circle around, around the, X. the X. Yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. we know that it's related. Yeah. Okay. They could have also put the cross in the O in Phoenix. But they could have. They could have just put X's all over. Actually, I they wish they just both. X'd out this fucking project before yeah. they like filmed it. That would be yeah. something. So we know we knew walking into Dark Phoenix that the reviews weren't great. Mm-hmm. People were saying it's a really disappointing finale mm-hmm. to the universe because now Disney owns all of the X-Men characters again and they're mm-hmm. going to fold them into the MCU yeah. eventually. No time soon. Yeah. Like fucking five years from now they said they're going to do that. Yeah, I'm really, I am really curious to see how they're going to pull that one off. This movie felt like the same kind of quality as like Last Stand and Apocalypse and like it has like like all three of those movies kind of have like that vibe where they're just like throwing around these super powered characters left and right um just for the sake of having like super powered people like on there screen. were so many moments where like when because like the thing is about the uh, the fox universe of x movies they try to ground them in reality so hard that when like powers do happen it's almost like disconcerting almost mm-hmm. disjointed like there's a bunch of moments in this movie and we'll, we'll, we'll do like a quick overview b- before we get into spoilers but mm-hmm. like when Jean Grey like just shoots up like into the air I just like mm-hmm. couldn't help but giggle because <laughs> I was like nah yeah there were definitely <laughs> some moments in this film that were not intended to be humorous yeah. but they were hilarious oh, we'll get into it but yeah. okay so let's let's laser in Dark Phoenix, it's the fourth film in kind of an almost consistent, inconsistent reboot, but not really universe that started with First Class, went with Days of Future Past, and went to Apocalypse. Uh, We're going into Dark Phoenix. Uh, Simon kinsberg i believe the guy who actually kinberg Mm -hmm. he he wrote the last stand Mm. and he's been a part of like most of the x-men movies in the x-men universe Mm. uh, as far as the fox universe goes he directed this one this is his first debut and i gotta say just from a cinematography standpoint like there's some scenes where i was like oh that's that's cool or that's a good visual or Mm -hmm. uh or like go to the music i i remember thinking the whole movie was like the music's really good 
Like it's it's pretty good. Yeah, the music. Hans Zimmer, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> like was, I, I could not believe it was Hans Zimmer. I was just like, how did you get this fucking guy for this? <laughs> yeah. No, the the music was good. Uh, I didn't really pay attention too much to it. I was a little bit too dumbfounded by the rest of the movie. <laughs> but it's like okay, like for the cinematography, like the directing standpoint, like I I couldn't really think of like any like scenes that like really like had the wow factor for me mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. or the x factor if you will it's like the x factor yeah <laughs> i i don't know like i can't think like i'm still digesting this movie and still trying to process it but like off the top of my head i can't really think of any like direct like scenes that were just like wow that was really good like that was a really good like director choice i, I walked in knew, knowing that i was like yeah it's probably gonna be disappointing so like prepare yourself for that but i didn't think that i would walk out just like fucking confused emotionally not able to digest like any of my feelings mm. about it except for the fact that i know that like mm, my stomach hurts <laughs> it's like i ate something it tasted weird on the way down and it's doing weird things in my stomach that's this mm, film that's the phoenix force inside of you the fucking phoenix force is like i'm crackling with bad energy yeah. right now like okay not, not not to like use this in kind of a derogatory sense but like i got the sense where i was like did i just watch a netflix film in a theater <laughs> like it felt or honestly worse I, than that it felt like it a tv was show worse than a netflix film i think you need to give netflix films more credit true it's, I, you're I, right yeah. Why don't we start with like the positives? What, what did what did you like about the movie? Okay. Okay. What did I like about the movie? Um, a few of the performances were kind of dope. Uh, I really, really like Nicholas Holt as Beast mm. as always, and I thought even though the situation that he was in was complete shit, he still did a good job of like grounding that and making me believe that like, oh, he's actually going on an emotional journey. I can believe everyone else is fucking confused and their characterizations are got goddamn scatterboard. Like Magneto, for instance. Mm. Magneto's like, what, what are you doing out here? Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. I think we, there's no way to unpack this film without going into spoilers. So, like, overall, yeah. I will tell you... Oh, we should have just put the spoiler tag, like, yeah, right yeah. up oh, front. Oh, right up front. Spoilers. Uh, overall, <laughs> can you recommend this movie? I'm going to say that. Can you recommend this for X-Men fans? For X-Men fans? For people that have followed these theatrical outings of super-powered mutants for, like, the last 20 years, since we started this fucking endeavor in 2000 with the original X-Men, can you recommend this as in, in, any, in any way... It's a tough one. If we're talking about if we're talking about um, like fans of the film series, I would say I recommend that they see it at least once. They have to experience the last of the films because they you you're a fan of the film series. You sat through all of them this far. You got you you're in the home stretch. This is the last one. Not right. counting New Mutants if they ever release that. It's like you might as well. Yeah, like, it's like see it through. Yeah, it's like you know, like oh, I've watched like the first five Harry Potter films. I might as well watch the rest of it. Or yeah, like, you're, you're you, not you going to like, dip out at fucking Deathly Hollows Part One. Yeah, and just be like I, I don't need yeah. to see the last it's, one. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it's it's like that. Like, it's like I, that. I mean, I like that. like this movie definitely does not feel like a finale to the series, but it is. It is like the last. Stand. Besides New Mutants, which besides New Mutants, which I'm actually still hopeful for because the first trailers looked really good, even though they did a lot of reshoots supposedly. A lot, a lot of reshoots. This movie actually uh, got the reshoot bandwagon because apparently the original ending to the film was way too similar to Captain Marvel. Yeah, and so they had to reshoot the entire thing to kind of ground it. And I will say, actually, the the last sequence of the film was the most exciting, Mm. but I did not think it was the finale of the film. Yeah, like I legit Mm -hmm. was like, wait, it's over over yeah are you fucking joking <laughs> so so okay i i agree that it doesn't feel like a finale and i think that's because they didn't know it was mm. i think that like when we got to through the production they didn't know that the the disney deal was going to go through that fox right. was going to get bought up by disney yep. so when they got into post-production it was like oh yeah this is solidified as a goddamn ending to these characters and these arcs and that's what makes it feel so flat because i think like when they wrote it and they filmed it they thought we're gonna get another maybe like two two more movies to kind of like yeah kind of like bridge the gap between our prequel universe and what we did with the patrick stewart Mm. you know uh hugh jackman universe essentially 
Yeah, like this one definitely felt more like a filler episode. It felt like a fucking TV show, yeah, dude. It, it was felt definitely like a filler episode. Show. Yeah, that's the thing. Okay, so we're going to dive the hell into spoilers. If you haven't seen the film, mm-hmm. one, I recommend you wait until Redbox. <laughs> Redbox. <laughs> It'll be on Netflix in like the first like week I, of the DVD release. Yeah, it, however, if you can watch it for free, do that. Yeah. Do that, okay? Right. Two... I don't know if it's like completely worth your time. Like honestly, fucking dip out at Logan. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Logan is the best finale to the X-Men universe. Oh yeah. That should be the finale. Yeah. No, seriously. I mean, it's it's kind of like strange to kind of do like a finale really for like Sirens at our end, by the way. <laughs> oh, yep, from our end. I don't know. It feels kind of strange to do like a like a finale to the film series with the first class kind of uh soft reboot cast what do you think that is i don't know i just feel like it just chronologically it's like really off you know like you're what is the order you know yeah like what is the order but like i feel kind of like days of future past felt a little bit more like a sort of like conclusion to like the series because it was like a whole like team up thing with like the original cast and like the new cast now we're just going like since like apocalypse and now dark phoenix it just feels like really weird like soft reboots that are just right causing more and more confusion with the timeline and then it makes you question more and more it's like is this still canon with like the old movies like right like there's so many choices that occur in this movie that you're like this doesn't seem to align with the rest of the movies, and maybe it's just like they don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah, and We've I mean, so like, far from it. like, I do remember that like the end of Days of Future Past, like, kind of like gave them more wiggle room to do this because like the end of Days of Future Past basically did like soft reboot the whole universe. Yeah, even still, okay, I don't know. We could go on for hours with like the talks of like time travel and stuff because like <laughs> if we go into like avengers endgame logic of time travel then right. it would then it would be fine because like the f- ending of days of future past would be like its own separate universe where like Jean gray played by femke jansen is still alive and logan is still with like professor x and stuff and then maybe that timeline went off into the logan universe and then maybe the timeline when logan went back in time to stop the whole days of future past thing that then branched off into the x-men apocalypse what the fuck is going on yeah dude i don't even know yeah it's like it definitely feels like apocalypse is like this branch off where it's like eh fuck the rest of the movies we've already gone down this path i'd like to think that the timelines did branch off (laughs) yeah i think so too so like the first three x-men films just exist in a whole separate timeline universe than first class um, the ending of Days of Future Past and Apocalypse and onward. See, that's the thing. That's that's why I'm excited for X Men to get folded into the MCU because there is consistency across those films. They do have like a you know a few fallacies here and there, maybe a little like plot holes, but overall they still feel connected and mm-hmm. they still feel earned when you like have those moments where it's like, oh shit, Doctor Strange is talking to the Hulk. And it makes sense because we built up to this point. Mm -hmm. I want to see them work that with X-Men where it's like, no, 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 no. Everything's going to make sense from now. And you don't have to worry about a young fucking Xavier (laughs) versus an old one. Yeah. And Magneto who, you know, Michael Fassbender is going to eternally look beautiful. So it doesn't make sense that we get to like a hundred year old Ian McKellen (laughs) at a certain point. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm excited for. Okay. Uh, Yeah. I'm I'm really concerned about how they're going to do the x-men merging into the mcu it's it's tricky it's just i just can't imagine them doing like something where it's like oh yeah no like moons have existed in our universe this whole time (laughs) we just never knew about they were just really really good at hiding they've been here all along no or or like mm -hmm. like some people were like talking about like spider-man far from home multiverse the multiverse thing like how it's how they're saying that like you know maybe like that could explain how like 
the mutants are in this universe like they're from a different universe originally and then they came here i feel like that's still messy too it's still messy and then like i i feel like spider-man in particular is like one foot in one foot out of the door Mm -hmm. because sony still owns that property and i feel like at any moment we're gonna get the fucking ripcord where it's like sorry spider-man's not gonna show up in the mcu anymore now we're gonna have a venom verse with fucking spidey and you're gonna be like oh wow one half shitty film and one really good film are colliding together yay oh god yeah Yeah. i don't know about that but okay dark phoenix spoiler time my guys we're gonna walk through a little bit of the plot of what there is of it Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay but i remember just walking out of the theater and just being like what the fuck was that i knew it was bad but i didn't think it would be like that's the thing I, I can't even say that it's outright bad there was moments where it was like yeah this is cool pick mm-hmm. up on this thread and then it's just fucking bury it with like confusing bullshit and random scenes and fucking jessica chaston yeah, sh- yeah. showing up and being <laughs> stoic and you're like what's your name does anybody name this character yeah, what the fuck is going on really they didn't really go like that much at all into like these villains you're just weird fuck okay so so we were a little late to this film <laughs> yeah we missed like the first like 10 15 minutes or so so we got there like we were when drinking. yeah we got there when like when the ship was blowing up in space <laughs> they were in space which yeah. also is another weird thing for like not not weird for the x-men comic verse mm-hmm. but super weird for the x-men fox movie verse because yeah. we've never gone this yeah. space before. Okay, no, like, okay, so so let's talk about that. So, okay, first of all, I actually have not read, like, the original, like, Dark Phoenix saga. So I don't really have a frame of reference of, like, what I the actual kn- story I is. I know of it. And that's, like, really about it. Yeah. I know that it was really good. <laughs> or it was, like, <laughs> it was very hyped up. I know it was, like, a big, it was a big moment, for sure. Yeah, in, in it's... The- so they definitely went with a more, like, interesting comic booky kind of feel to it. Um, at the beginning i kind of did enjoy the beginning of the film like the first parts that we saw um so okay so at the beginning the x-men were sent to space to save these astronauts (laughs) from a solar by the way half of the x-men are children we have a super young nightcrawler who Mm -hmm. apparently can't close his fucking mouth the entire movie did you notice that like every time you see a scene where he's like uh, <laughs> with his fucking yeah. mouth open. He's a mouth breather. We have um, Jennifer Lawrence's take on Mystique, which does not match at all the Rebecca Romaine version of yeah, Mystique. I no. just want to point that I, out. I just want to say I never cared for Jennifer Lawrence's Mystique character. No. I she She's was, like the crux of the films for no reason. Yeah, just because she's like a big name Hollywood star now. And like, it just feels so like disorienting seeing her like like even in like days of future past like as much as i like days of future past like it was just really weird to see like how essential of a character they made jennifer lawrence's mystique (laughs) right like (laughs) mystique was never that crucial of a character like in like she was mostly a bad guy yeah and also maybe um nightcrawler's mom yes no there's three blue people in this yes. film it was like fucking Three. watching james cameron's avatar half of the x-men in this movie were blue <laughs> not that we're being discri- like, not that we're discriminating against blue people no 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 they no, were no. The- i didn't understand what was going on but okay so we have them we we have cyclops um who really doesn't have a central role except for like pouting in this movie no but yeah like yeah cyclops i feel like the like all the x-men movies have done cyclops pretty dirty yeah like cyclops agreed cyclops never has never gotten like a shining moment to like really show off like any semblance of character really other than just him being like the leader of the x-men for some reason and being like super concerned and almost like controlling of situations for no reason he definitely is in the original films i remember he was just kind of like the a-hole like guy who was just really yeah. like angry at everything and like had a stick up his ass the whole time exactly and, like, a stick up his ass yeah. and like you're making wolverine over here who has like nothing but trauma like his whole body is trauma and we like him more than fucking goody two shoes over here with yeah. his eyeball blast yeah. yeah now cyclops doesn't 
contribute too much to the movies, sadly. No, neither does Nightcrawler, actually. I will no, say that. Night, Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler is an amazing character, and they fucking did him dirty in this movie by making him a skinny mute the entire film. Not a mutie, a mute. Yeah, yeah, no, he, like, didn't have, like, any lines. Like, he had, like, maybe, like, two lines that he I can remember. Literally didn't. Uh, who else we got? So Beast is back, and I'm Make still kind of confused whole. about, like, so he can transform back to nicholas holt and you can go into blue man like what's happening they never really like and forth yeah they never really like explain that like i guess well i guess because if we're if this movie is still following the um days of future past timeline then i guess he is still taking those serums that he created that like lets him control i i I guess but we also have like a scene where he gets like blasted by some sort of like you know anti-mutant gone or something right and, and he just goes back to back. normal yeah and i'm yeah. just like so wait is that his default state i thought his default was like beast and he keeps on trying to go back to nicholas holt i don't know i, what's I going don't on. know i it's, it's hard to say because i know like in the comics he did start off like looking relatively human yeah he just had like weird feet weird weird feet yeah, yeah. and then as time went on his mutation like kept evolving and then he started becoming more like a blue ape-like figure and then it mutated even further and it became more of like a blue feline-like creature <laughs> yeah uh, that's right like at some point in the comics he just becomes like way more of like a blue lion yeah <laughs> for no reason like if you remember like the like the 80s or like early 90s like x-men cartoon mm. series oh absolutely yeah like that beast was more of like the, the <laughs> yeah like that beast was more of like the like sapien like ape-like mm-hmm. beast and then, like, later on in the comics, he advanced further into, like, a more furry, like, blue cat-faced beast. Which but, was, like, when he, like, joined the Avengers mostly in the comics. But it's, like, the fact that, like, we don't even really, like, lock that down in this film just kind of say, says, like, the script doesn't give a shit about that. Yeah. And I get it, I get it. It's about the Dark Phoenix. It's about the Phoenix Saga. But, like, you really shit the show in this Phoenix Saga. So they're, they're out in space. Who's our cast again? We got Cyclops. We got Beast. We got Nightcrawler. Storm. We have St- Right, I fucking forgot Storm was in this movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, she she was cool. Um, Talk like, about I mean, underutilized. Yeah, like I don't know, like she didn't really get that much time to shine. I feel like the scenes that like she was, so I don't know the actress's name, but I thought she did a pretty good job, like as Storm. Like I feel no, like I think she's good. I feel like the the scenes that she was in like made me more interested in seeing more of Storm. Right, but they only give her like I I swear to you, it's four minutes of screen time Mm -hmm. four minutes and like half the time it's her just kind of like you know concerned face and the other half the time is like i'm gonna throw lightning at you and it oh it's not really that effective for some reason because these these aliens that show up on earth looking for the phoenix force are apparently fucking like super powerful yep they're like immune to everything they're immune to goddamn everything and they can mimic everybody i'm just like so are they scrolls they are the scrolls that i can see the similarities between this and captain marvel look i'm just yeah exactly i can totally see like them like doing the same ending as captain marvel where it's like okay because okay so back to the plot like the plot, plot is space. like these scroll like aliens. Yep. The Shi'ar, I think that they're based on. Do they have a name? I, well, I think in the comics they are the Shi'ar. They and just I think, showed up. <laughs> yeah, no, they just showed up. They never really like went in depth into like who they are really. Um, but so these shape shifting aliens have been following this cosmic force called the Phoenix Force <laughs> for some time, and at the beginning of the film, hmm. the X Men went up to space to save these spacemen um, in their space shuttle from this solar flare, right? But this solar flare turned out to be the Phoenix Force. And then these aliens were on their spaceship watching this whole battle between the X-Men and this... Well, not a battle, but watching these X-Men save these astronauts from the spaceship. And then the Phoenix Force blew up the ship and went into Jean Grey's body. Yep, because that's the best body to go into. Yep, yep. Uh, but and the aliens were watching this and then they landed on earth and they are trying to find the phoenix force trying to get gene gray to go with them or like give them the phoenix force because they're trying to use the phoenix force to restore their destroyed home world because the phoenix force is like this like big bang like cosmic force that creates and destroys life and so their homeworld was destroyed at one point by the Phoenix Force, and they want to use the Phoenix Force to get their home back. 
not too dissimilar to Captain Marvel, where yep. the scrolls were scattered and they are looking to rebuild their home. Uh-oh. And they need Captain Marvel's help to find a new home for them. Same part. So here, these scrolls in this movie are just more actual villains. They're not. They're not like secretly the good guys. Yeah, they are just straight up evil people. They're not sympathetic whatsoever. Mm-hmm. They kill a few people on the way. They walk they're around. They're emotionless. They're emotionless. They walk around like being super intimidating, mm-hmm. wearing awesome trench coats, and like meeting in parking lots. Yep. And saying, <laughs> saying really generic lines like, your emotions make you weak. What the fuck? And for some reason, Jessica Chastin's alien character is like, okay, so the Phoenix Force went into this random mutie and I, I can use that. I'm going to try to, like, get her on her, our side. Rather than just, like... It's, at a certain point in the film, they show that, like, oh, she, it looks like she can transfer the Force to her own body. Mm-hmm. So why do you even give a fuck yeah, why? about trying to, like, get Jean Grey on your side? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Why did she, Yeah. Just oh siphon that shit when she's sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> and then be like, I have the Phoenix Force. Fucking, finally, I can control the universe. And this this stupid psychic is, like, out of the picture. <laughs> That's right. We spent, like, a third of the movie with, like, Jessica Chastain, like, standing around Jean Grey, like, whispering in her ears, like, what to do and like, stuff. Like, that would only make sense if she was, like, not corporeal. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, you can affect the plot, Jessica mm-hmm. Chastain. Go ahead and just do something to make us, like, interested. Please, anybody in this cast, make us interested. So, okay, so we struggle with the fact that Jean Grey gets to Earth after this whole event. She feels good at first, and everyone's like, are you sure? Because it looks like you took, like, literally a hundred miles of, like, solar flare energy into your fucking face. And she's like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, okay. I want to get better. drunk. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then suddenly, uh-oh, she's having trouble controlling her emotions and her power hurting a few people on the way she decides that like oh hey by the way now that i have the superpower to connect with all of the universe my dad's still alive mm-hmm. and i'm just like oh okay did you think your dad i'm sorry we didn't know anything about you gene gray <laughs> until the beginning of this film yeah. okay so your dad's still alive she goes seeking out this hillbilly who's like hunching the entire film <laughs> and he he's all like i'm weird about you and she's like why and he's like listen to my brains and she <laughs> she goes back and is like oh she caused a fucking car accident that killed uh her mom and he was all fucked up about it and then xavier shows up with hair and mm-hmm. says like oh I'll, I'll take care of eight-year-old jean gray and da 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 what happens in that scene you know she gets super emotional and all of the x-men show up wearing their fucking yellow and black outfits which come on <laughs> and hey you know i yeah. i like i like the yellow and black i don't like the outfits in this movie but if we're talking about the uniforms and the fashion of X-Men mm. for a sec, I actually, personally, I really like what they did in the Deadpool films with the X-Men costumes. So, oh, those look cool. How come we got away from that? Yeah, like uh, Negasonic Teenage Warheads at yellow and black X-Men suit yeah. from the Deadpool films. That was dope. That yeah, was we, actually like a good we walked away, like, iteration of that. This shit looks like the fucking um, the paper towel that they put on your body when you go to the dentist. <laughs> like it looks like the same fabric Dude, for some yeah. reason. I don't. Really I was strange. not. I was not feeling like the giant yellow X's. No, like, it was just. I don't. I don't know. So big spoiler here. So in this moment, they they try to reason with Jean Grey, who's just erratic because she found out she killed her mom and Xavier lied to her. And oh yeah, here's the thing: Xavier is a fucking dickhead for most of this film. Like we 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 go from like complete altruist who is trying to further the mutants and further their their kind of like uh, position in society to he's just right. trying to like publicize them and do yeah. big events and he he's got like fucking uh the president on speed dial yeah yeah actually <laughs> actually, that? actually that goes back to uh what i wanted to say earlier so like the whole comic booky feel to it so like the beginning of it i actually thought it was interesting at the beginning after the whole space mission thing when they came back after saving the astronauts um they showed you know xavier and the x-men being being cheered by like these crowds of people like there are a bunch of fans like Mm -hmm. it was established at the beginning of the movie that the x-men are now like actually considered as heroes in the public eye and then it went into 
Xavier meeting with the president and like accepting these awards and stuff. And it was it was interesting to see that side of Xavier. It definitely felt very comic booky where he was like, "Yup, me and my X-Men, the heroes will save the day." Yeah, that's the thing though. It's like if if you have it in your mind like the Patrick Stewart version of Xavier, like this is a complete disconnect, you know? Oh yeah. And, and we've always seen kind of like with James McAvoy's version of, of Xavier, that kind of is under it's like under the surface between the different movies where he's just like, you know, he's kind of confused and still struggling to his position to be kind of like a leader for these X-Men. Mm-hmm. And then in this movie it's just like it kind of just shits itself about like what it wants to do with it, where it's like, nah, he's a fucking dickhead. He only cares about himself. He fucking he lied to Gene this entire mm-hmm. Time and it's like everyone turns against them, and it's just like it's so weird to like get to this point with him. Yeah, McAvoy Xavier definitely has had like a roller coaster of a <laughs> of a character development ride. Yeah, like at the first film, he was still like kind of like young and like a little bit cocky, like very like flirtatious, which I liked, and, like, kind of, you know. Yeah, you know, he he was like he was young, so that was like we saw him at like you know his early stages of Xavier. Way before he actually became, like, Professor X. Right, and, and, like, the whole question was, like, how are these prequel movies going to kind of bridge the gap between that <laughs> they cocky don't. young Xavier? They don't. They don't. That's they the worst do. part. They don't. They it never feel, bridge the gap between... It's two fucking characters, and we get to this movie where you're just like, wow, it really... Patrick Stewart's in a completely different entity to this Xavier. Yeah. And it's weird, you Yeah, know? I mean, like, like I said, it's like... These movies are a soft reboot of the X-Men characters and I we would mm. never get a we would never get a filler to that gap between the James McAvoy Professor X and the X-Men 1 Professor X. Nor never. would nor would we get like the connect between any of the other characters. Like it's all it's all messed up. I mean, come on, like it's all X'd like, up, bro. It's all X'd up. It's like, all X'd up in here. So Like if you go back and watch like X-Men 1, like it's it's a completely different film than like these these yeah, movies. It really, really is. Oh, so okay, so we're in the scene. She has an emotional moment with her papa. She goes outside. All of the X Men are fucking strutting. They apparently can land their jet in the middle of a fucking trailer park and have like no problems. I guess they have complete immunity. Well, it was like it was <laughs> like a it was like a cul-de-sac. It was like it was cold. It was like that sure. same cul-de-sac in X Men: The Last Stand. <laughs> It really yeah. was. I hate the parallels to The Last Stand in this <laughs> film. But anyway, so they show up, and it, it is actually it's a really is one of the few scenes with Jennifer Lawrence's uh, version of Mystique slash Raven, where I was just like, no, this is kind of legit because she kind of voices concerns about how Xavier is treated, Jean Grey about how he's kind of leading the X Men, and she's like, you know what? We we carried the X Men to this certain point. We're kind of the old guard versus these new cats. We should move on. This is a conversation he has with uh, Beast, and mm-hmm. there's also kind of a little bit of a romance or connection between Beast and uh, Mystique, which is a new yeah. thing, and I'm I'm fine with them that's, exploring that's, that. It's not a new. Well, it's a new thing to the movies. The but, movies, but, yeah, because yeah, it was like a throwback to like First Class, because like they've been like together like since the beginning and then they had their whole fling thing in x-men first class i totally forgot about that yeah no is that really that was like a subplot point in first class where like beast was like really insecure about his like powers or like his mutation and mystique like helped him accept him for who he is or she tried to mm-hmm. but he was still really like subconscious like self-conscious about his powers and he tried to like cure his own powers which then resulted okay. in him turning into the blue skinned version and then in the end mystique chose to accept her mutantness Mm. and she joined magneto and when she left she reminded beast as she was she was like remember hank mutant and proud (laughs) (laughs) this has been recap with earphone we we should watch first class again because you know what i I, I really like better than this movie (laughs) i legit enjoyed first class and i was especially like you know what this is a prequel that didn't fucking fuck everything up yeah i I love this yeah when when first class first came out i enjoyed it like there were like there were parts of it that i didn't enjoy but i mean like it, it was overall enjoyable. That's the fuck trajectory of like these these prequel films, which is like first class was like, you know what, that's better than I expected, and then Days mm-hmm. of Future Past was like, whoa, yeah, that slapped me in the face. It was so good, and then Armageddon, yeah. or sorry, I keep on coming Armageddon. <laughs> Apocalypse. Apocalypse was just like, 
oh what did you do oh sweetheart what is this yeah and then we get to this which is like this blend of you're almost on the same path of like eh, you're better than shit that first (laughs) class was but you're also like on the same trajectory of like you're going downward aren't you yeah with the quality factor here you know yeah okay so is it is this one better than apocalypse or is apocalypse better than dark phoenix i feel like this movie was more tolerable than apocalypse because it felt briefer and Mm. it felt like it got to the point with what it was trying to say but i don't think it understood actually at the end of the day what it was trying to say means nothing Mm -hmm. it was just like eh, you know here's a story like you said it's a filler story you know i think it's it's kind of weird that yeah like now that you mentioned it like apocalypse like apocalypse's storyline revolved around like this essentially this god mutant who is supposed to be like super op ivan news yeah yes ivan news he was supposed to be like the like one of the most powerful mutants ever um but apparently yeah and then like the whole final battle with him and like the x-men was like supposed to be like this really grand like epic god tier battle um but overall that movie was just really underwhelming for what it was like it tried to do like this really grand epic god tier battle it was a mess it was really underwhelming uh this movie it felt like a much smaller story and it was definitely definitely felt like a filler episode of a tv series which was also kind of weird because like Jean gray was definitely like god tier in her powers too so both movies kind of like have that same problem where they have these like god level mutants that are like the villains of the movie with like these god level situations but it's just handled like really underwhelmingly but apocalypse tried to make that more apparent than this movie like like apocalypse you could tell really tried to give you that level of epicness and it failed but this movie they didn't even go for it they just like they were just like, oh, yeah, Jean Grey is like super powerful. But, you know, it's just another day. <laughs> I will point out that we have completely walked away from the the allegory for civil rights movement that the mm. X-Men began with or for, you know, gay rights or, you know, it's, it's, it's gone. It's just dead. Minorities. This has, yeah. has nothing to do with that anymore. It's not about like mutant mm. rights or anything. It's just like, oh, we have this character that's struggling with this fucking god tier power and they mm-hmm. just can't stop killing their friends. Uh, oops, daisies. Yeah. It's stupid. It's just like, okay. Yeah. They what? definitely did not like, they didn't bring that up like barely at all in this no. movie. Like, yeah, like they, like there were a couple times in this movie where, you know, Xavier would like bring up, bring that up. He'd be like, because, you know, he was, like, that public figure where he was basically using the X-Men and marketing them as superheroes to the public. Yeah. to As, like, the face of, like, Such mutants. a weird take on Xavier. But yeah. I mean, just... And then, but, like, his justification was, like, you know, like, we need this positive image to help, like, the public perception of mutants in right. general. We have to wear the costumes and we have to go to space. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just such a strange. Yeah. And he did like that whole speech in front of like all those like aristocrats. And like he was, yeah. like, he was like, yeah, you know, you call us superheroes. I don't know what that means, but it's much better than what you used to call us. Which was like, it was kind of like endearing, but at the same time, it was just like, how the fuck did we get here with these characters? It's so strange. So, okay, so the big the big turn moment, and this is something that the fucking trailer spoiled, is that Jean Grey can't control powers, Raven slash Mystique slash Jennifer Lawrence slash Hunger Games uh, mm-hmm. is trying to talk her down and say, like, we're family, we're here for you, let's figure this out. And she decides to fucking, like, psionic blast her into a goddamn, like, spike. Yeah, just random spikes. On a fence or some shit. And kills her ass. Kills Mystique. Which you know, you absolutely know is like one of those things where Jennifer Lawrence is like, I can't keep on doing these movies. Yeah. So if you can kind of give me like an exit, that would be great. Yeah, her performance in the first part of the movie didn't really feel like the same (laughs) level of quality as like her first appearance. Like I remember in like first class... When I watched First Class, I, I think that was, like, one of, like, Jennifer Lawrence's, like, earlier films, actually. Like, when Hunger Games was still, like, barely, like, a thing and everything. Like, she was still, like, a pretty, like, low-key actor at the time. But, you know, she 
she gave like a really interesting character to Mystique that we never saw before. Mm-hmm. Like in the mm-hmm. original three X Men films, we barely heard Mystique say anything. Oh, she was like a nothing like, character. It was just like a cool like yeah, effect. She was just like a an intimidating, like creepy, like right. character. Then Jennifer Lawrence's take like gave her more of like emotion and like made her a sympathetic character right she was kind of like the central point for the struggle of of being a mutant and trying Mm -hmm. to like you know because she had the ability to blend in with people Mm -hmm. but that wasn't really her yep you know so she chose the way of the nudist the the blue nudist Uh thank you very much the bluedist right so it's kind of a it was definitely like a just a flat way to exit the character it was almost too predictable we were just like, yeah, you know it's coming, you know it's coming. Oh, she's dead. Whatever the fuck, you know? Yeah. And we move on, and to be honest with you, from her character death until the big train sequence in the third act, mm-hmm. nothing really matters. Mm. Like, not a single scene really fucking matters. And so we have a few more characters show up. Apparently, Magneto is doing his thing. Oh, yeah. He's out there. Michael Fassbender's Magneto is chilling in, what, Vietnam or something? What, he's in, he's in some private place. So, I mean, like, okay, so, like, happening? It, it's like a throwback to, or it's like a nod to, like, the comics where, like, Magneto becomes, like, a leader of an entire nation of just mutants called Genosha, a private island You're somewhere You're kidding, in the world. that was Genosha? I don't think that I went that to go was, take a piss. I don't think that was Genosha. They didn't, they never mentioned, they never, like, said oh, what it was God. called. I hope that that wasn't their version of Genosha because God. it was severely underwhelming. It was it a, was, fu- like, it was a plot of land in, like, a farm... <laughs> territory it was, it was the worst thing because they had like a fucking cargo carrier just like they were like chilling yeah. on top of and they're like put some plants on it and it's a home yeah no like i mean like all that we saw of that area was literally just like it was the size of professor x's front yard like of and they're the all living there and they're all edgy and tattooed and yeah one guy has and they're all and like are alive yeah and then they're all like planting flowers and stuff but they're all mutants yeah and I, this was land given to them by the u.s government apparently and then the u.s government showed up for some reason yeah they like showed up in helicopters, oh. and this was, by the way, led to like the most unintentionally hilarious <laughs> scenes I've ever seen okay. in these films. Yeah, so that was that's that's one of my positives for this film is that <laughs> it gave me one of my my new favorite scenes of the entire X Men franchise. Oh, God. Um, but it was not intentionally humorous; like it was definitely intended to be a serious moment it was a tug of so, war yeah so i'm talking about the scene when gene gray goes crazy and tries to like destroy these helicopters from the u.s military guys so magneto um playing the good guy in this scene is trying to stop her from hurting the u.s military guys so he's using his magnetic powers to try to stop gene's telekinetic powers from blowing up the helicopters <laughs> Uh, but he is getting overpowered by Jean Grey's abilities. So my dude is struggling with his <laughs> abilities like to every, control. Like he is like straining. Every he vein is, like, in his body is yeah, showing up. His whole body is like tilting <laughs> and straining. Veins are popping. He is like his face is like ripped. <laughs> Oh man, he's he, acting as he is, hard as possible to yeah, sell that. He is struggling, and like as this is going on, like the helicopter is like being tugged back and forth between Magneto and Jean Grey. The army dudes are like just there, like about to die, and my dude Magneto is there struggling to keep them safe, and he's just like, "Get out of the chopper! Get out of the chopper! You want to live?" It's fucking uh, it was funny. It shit. was the best. Like scene. I was cracking up, and I know, I know, Simon Kinberg did not want me to laugh at that no, scene. It was what clearly I intended to be a serious moment. And then she fucking jettisons off into into the sky, which always is the most funny special effect for some reason <laughs> in this film. Whenever she does that, I'm just like, <laughs> like it's not cool at all for some reason. Now I will say Michael Fassbender 
fucking professional to a T. Mm-hmm. Whatever you give him, whatever script you hand him, whatever you do to him that day, if you slap him straight in the face before a scene, he will still give you a, an amazing performance. Mm-hmm. So he was still great in this film. Yeah, dude but is like, a machine. He had no fuck like his part. He had no part to work with. He had nothing to chew on. He just had yeah. to work with it. Oh yeah, none, and, like none of this was like you know like uh, like I mean the actors were fine. The actors were good. Um, the I, script was balls. Yeah, like there were good actors in this movie, and I kind of feel bad for Sophie to- Sophie Turner for being in like two major franchises with terrible endings <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah that's not really her fault <laughs> no she's cursed yeah 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 no nah, it's all it's all her yeah don't yeah, blame yeah. the men that wrote and directed this movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> no simon kinberg i have no trust in you i'm sorry well i mean you know you never have to see another x-men film yeah from him <laughs> From, yeah, or from Fox in general, other than New Moons, if that ever comes out. Just release it on streaming services. Don't, don't, do not bother. Do not bother unless it's like this surprise fucking hit. You know? Yeah. Like where it's just like, yo, what is this? You know? Like, yeah, don't, don't even yeah. bother with it. So, like, okay. We, we get to this point. We got more scenes with Jessica Chastain. We have this, like, one weird showdown in New York for some reason where mm. Beast and Magneto team up. I, uh, Michael Fassbender sheds one tear, learning that Raven, who he almost fucked at one point, mm-hmm. uh, is dead. Or maybe and he did fuck her. Maybe like, he did. Because, you know, in Days of Future Past, like, it, some time has passed since First Class. Listen, if Significant you, amount of time has passed since if, First Class. Listen and to me. You're there fine. was definitely something going on. With if that. you look like Michael Fassbender and you look a woman in the eyes and say that you are perfection, you're gonna get some ass. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely, so I agree. They definitely fucked. They definitely fucked. They so had that, a thing. Oh, oh, oh. Nightcrawler? Uh-huh. You know how, like, his signature teleporting thing is the Banff? Uh-huh. Why did it sound like a fucking pistol going off in this film? <laughs> What the? F- I like, didn't pew, notice that. Pew, pew. Like every scene, it was just like, oh, stop it, stop it. Although he got one badass moment where he fucking like teleported somebody in front of a train. Oh and yeah. Like, oh shit. <laughs> like that was cool. I was like, thank yeah. you for actually doing that. Yeah, they never really went into his character at all no, in this movie. No. So like near the near the end of the movie, during the train battle, we had like this moment where uh, it was focused on Nightcrawler. Mm-hmm. Like Nightcrawler saw this soldier die like he like tried to save this soldier from one of the aliens but he failed the soldier died and he was like no no no, please don't die and then the, when the soldier died he like lost it like he like went full hulk and like yeah. he got super pissed about it like he took it really personally and then like he grabbed these knives and then he started going all crazy with his teleporting powers and killing yeah. people but when we got to that point i was like what? Where did this come from? Like, yeah, well, we had no build up to this to his character. Like, did you know like, that soldier? <laughs> yeah, like, did you have some prior connection with that one soldier that like triggered this rage? Like, what's what happening you, with like, you right now? Uh, okay, so like, I'm I'm so like I'm half and half about the train sequence because it is like the more like you know kind of big big superhero sequence mm-hmm. in the film, and there's really cool things happen, but it's also like. Everything that led us up to that sequence was so just not earned that you're just like, what's gonna, wh- who who gives a shit? What what's happening here? Yeah, like there's definitely aliens jumping around. Oh, by the way, they don't look like aliens. They're just people wearing yep. trench coats and kicking soldiers. And we got like Magneto fucking tossing some random pieces of metal. And yep. we get one cool scene where he like stabs a dude in the neck with like <laughs> some fucking random train parts. But overall, it was just like, I thought to myself, I was like, okay, cool. This was a really cool, like, sequence. I wonder what the, like, the next, like, finale Mm. sequence is. And there isn't one. Well, okay. So, actually, so, right after the whole train battle thing, then they went into, actually, my favorite action sequence in the movie was the end. When, after the train blew up and everything after Jean Grey took apart the train and blew it all up then they had that whole sequence where Jean Grey went full Phoenix and just started 
obliterating all the aliens one by one. And right. I thought that Doing was the actually... Thanos dust on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like she went like full like Omega level. Like I thought that was actually like the coolest visual mm. visual action scene in sure. the whole movie. But it again like I don't it was know, like two just, minutes. Yeah, and it just it ended like really quickly. <laughs> yeah. It ended really abruptly. She flew up into the air with Jessica Chastain's character and then blew up and right the end <laughs> right it was just the end and everyone was like we're really sad but we were mad at gene for a while and well scott was never that mad he said the, yeah. he said the fuck word at one point <laughs> yeah he said the one fuck word <laughs> he said the one fuck word in the film yeah and and then she blew up in space yep. and, then, and we, then they named the school after her instead of charles xavier for some reason right fuck that idiot and then uh and, <laughs> even and, though charles xavier still led the school and then or no like, he did it he retired we got a point where he retires and he's in france Wait, or but something then who's leading the school they never established that i it seemed was it like beast? beast it seemed like beast because he like sat down and he was like i'm oh. beast i'm wearing a suit i'm That's just really weird I'm, like he opened up a fucking binder that had like papers with, with no words on it it was just blank papers <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing and and then like you know we we okay i just remembered that quicksilver was in the movie <laughs> oh yeah that's right he was part of the cast he, he was barely up. in the movie they, they tried to give him like evan peters that big moment again where and then like gene gray just kind of goes like no fucking don't do that and yeah then, and like he, he doesn't get a moment benched. after that yeah he was benched for the rest of the movie yeah he was like so badly injured from being flung flung hard yeah then he was benched for the rest of the movie and then we didn't see him until like the very end until we get a joke at the end of the movie with him yeah it was just like, weird. Yeah. Man, that's weird that was, they didn't use him. I was like, could or, they not afford him? Or maybe. like, what was... Because he was kind of like a favorite part of like Days of Future Past and even yeah. Apocalypse. And then they were just like, eh. I mean, it would have just been too costly to do all those visuals with Quicksilver's powers for most of the movie. They were like, yo, we have like 14 aliens in this movie transforming and stuff. Like, we cannot afford a Quicksilver sequence (laughs) again. Like, this is... Or they just thought to themselves, no, 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 next movie, Quicksilver gets his big say. Yeah. And then like, you know, somebody got a phone call and was like, hey, by the way, about that next movie. (laughs) (laughs) There isn't one. (laughs) You're done, son. Yeah, so it's just a very... And then the ending is... um, Xavier is chilling, and then for some reason, Magneto shows up and is like, Hey, old friend, I have my portable chess set. <laughs> you want to play some chess? Yeah, they're all buddy buddies again. And Xavier is like being a dickhead, and he's like, No, I don't want to fucking do that. And he's like, No, come on, one more game. <laughs> come on, professor. And then they play, and that's the end of the fucking movie, yeah. and you just have to accept that is the end of the X Men universe. Yeah, like, okay, like that sequence with like. With them playing chess, I feel like that was... I just feel like that was pasted in from the true finale of the yeah. series. Like, like in some universe, there was a perfect finale to this series. And they took that sequence and pasted it into Dark Phoenix. Because they were like, well, yep, they turn off the lights on the whole franchise. This, this is the last one. Let's just plug in this uh, finale. Right. It's like we, we, we can't end it on fucking like Scott Summers like crying out of his fucking visor. <laughs> yeah, because no one cares about Scott Summers as a Fuck character this in, this, in yeah. this franchise. He's and not then, even a character. And it's like, I guess we were supposed to care about Beast this entire time. So yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> he was the true main character. He was the true main character. He was the true protag the entire time. Yeah. So, okay. So overall... Like I didn't hate the movie, I I think there was a few interesting scenes, and then there was a lot of boring, confusing scenes. It didn't work for the characters, and a lot of the motivations were just all over the place. And I'm sorry, was this movie supposed to be like a horror movie? Because most <laughs> of it, like the soundtrack, was like a horror movie soundtrack. Mm. A lot of the events were like everyone's treating this like a horrible disaster. You know, and, and it's like, I, I wish we would just kind of like pick the tone and yeah. ran with it instead of trying to do like four different things while doing nothing at all. Yeah. I also didn't care for just the alien characters in general. Like all those scenes yeah. with the aliens just 
were really boring in my opinion like, dude we have enough drama with like the mutants trying yeah. to fit into society for you to like just come out of nowhere with like hey by the way there's a cosmic force and yeah. aliens it's like, like it was barely went much. into like the alien stories too nope. like they didn't yeah. really like give the alien characters like that much character they just want their home again but also they have no emotion so they'll fucking slit your throat yep okay or they'll just use their powers to just collapse your chest cavity that happened like three times yeah so they're psychic well that's not psychic what, what, what is the oh, term for that they have a uh, telekinesis yeah okay so they have telekinetic powers where they can crush your crush your chest okay and, and shapeshift and shapeshift and superhuman speed and strength and like they can regenerate their bodies super rapidly because they took a bunch of machine gun fire and like they just kept regenerating so they're like the liquid terminators essentially yeah, yeah. oh okay the, the cool t2000s or whatever awesome i'm i'm glad that they were here <laughs> i'm glad that 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 they ushered the ending of the x-men universe for us again yep i'm glad someone's glad I'm going to reiterate, I'm going to reiterate, Logan is the finale to the X-Men universe you deserve. Mm-hmm. This is not the one you deserve. So, like, this movie tried to go the intimate route, and Logan definitely did the intimate route. Logan was way more successful. And I don't just mean because, like, oh, you know, Wolverine's a great character, or mm-hmm. this or that. No, there's some movies where Wolverine was goddamn shit. Yeah. Actually, most of the movies that are called wolverine suck yeah uh yeah no (laughs) no logan was just a good movie exactly and again it's i would still treat it as two different universes and timelines like logan is a good finale to like the original x-men franchise dark phoenix unfortunately is the finale for (laughs) the rebooted franchise where so the two timelines have split off since Days of Future Past, where we get that ending in Days of Future Past with that Logan happy ending, in the right? future. Yep, and then that eventually somehow led to Logan, and then we get the other ending of Days of Future Past, where Wolverine's still stuck in like the seventies with the first class cast, and then that <laughs> timeline led up to Dark Phoenix for some reason. We're stuck with the first class cast. <laughs> yeah, help me. <laughs> Get me out of here. But whatever happened to him? Oh, like, like he showed up briefly in Apocalypse, actually. Because, yeah, no, no, yeah, I remember now. They they brought that up in Apocalypse, the first class, oh, not the first naked. class. You remember that? He was yep. naked in Apocalypse. Yep, in Apocalypse, Jean Grey, Cyclops, and team, they went to the Weapon X facility, and they found Wolverine there because really? he was captured there after being found in the middle of the ocean or in the bottom of the ocean at the end of Days of Future Past. I Which, think... by the way, at the end of Days of Future Past, they he was found by Mystique disguised as Striker, which was weird. That didn't work Because out. they didn't go into that at all in Apocalypse. No. Because no. Mystique just joined the X-Men. Yeah. They didn't establish that she turned Wolverine into the Weapon X facility or anything so why was he there what is this shit that's happening anymore nothing makes sense no it doesn't they fucking gave up they Mm -hmm. gave up they're like literally the people writing the scripts for each movie do not watch the previous film Mm -hmm. and if they do they have it on in the background while they're doing like their laundry or some shit they just do not pay attention. Simon Kinberg wrote most of these movies, and he's just like, eh, yeah, he's, fuck he, that. He didn't care. I fuck mean, that like, plot element. Yeah, like, I mean, like, there's... I, I can't even give them that much credit for doing, like, a soft reboot thing, because... like It was a, it was a liquid reboot. It was, yeah, it's weird, because, like, with Days Watery. of Future Past, they could have really done it. Like, they could have done a reboot with the ending of Days of Future Past, I but... Know. If they just, like, abided to, like, kind of the same chronology, I would say. Like, same with Days of Future Past is that they changed the timeline, right? So, no. events that happened in the first three X-Men movies didn't happen. But that doesn't mean that characters wouldn't still exist in the time periods that they previously existed in. And what I mean by that is, if you look at, like, X-Men 2... We had X2. 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 We had 
Okay. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Yep. No, X. Is that X yeah, United? X2, X United, maybe? Something. Yeah, X maybe. X2 United? Let's just oh, call it X2. Fuck it. So in X2, Nightcrawler was a character. He was he, great in that one. Yeah, he was a full-blown adult character in yeah. that movie. And here we are in, like, the 90s in Dark Phoenix, and yeah. he's still, like, a 16-year-old-looking kid. Uh-huh. Uh, X2, I'm pretty sure, took place in, like, early 2000s. Hmm. Um, he looks significantly older there. That's one issue that I have. Uh, another one is in X3, we get Angel. Oh, that's right. And he was in fucking Apocalypse. As a young kid. Yeah, like in the 80s. 20 years beforehand. Yep, in the 80s. Okay. Um, and then another thing is uh, X-Men First Class. We have Havoc, which is supposed to be Cyclops's brother is cyclops's brother he is cyclops's brother somehow and fucking he died in apocalypse for no reason i think i remember oh yeah did he like he he tried to use his uh his psionic hula hoop and died <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah and in apocalypse like yeah they went into that whole thing like they mentioned that like cyclops was like his younger brother and stuff that's the- weird and also like emma frost x-men origins wolverine oh fuck hang on hang on fucking dazzler is in this movie yeah, for dazzler like two seconds movie. with like a really weird lip-syncing moment that oh just it was bad it all. was bad and also um performing a song that would fit like 2019 and not early 1990s yeah seriously <laughs> it was like this is oh weird God, yeah. everything's so strange yeah this this movie just fucking is uh, i don't know it's a weird sidestep into the universe, but then again, we have we have had a very inconsistent universe mm-hmm. as is. World building has not been going on for the no. last few films. No, Characterization has not been maintained mm-hmm. at all. So it's it's I just if you were to walk into Dark Phoenix, just take it as it is. Just a it's a fucking mess. Some of it's fun, a lot of it's confusing, some of it could infuriate you if you if you think about it too much yeah you know but just just dismount and know that in a couple years we're probably gonna get a nice clean wipe on x-men you know we're gonna get back to like hey let's build small let's go back to what the core of the x-men are yeah maybe we'll get a cyclops that isn't completely embarrassing yeah and let's get those yellow spandex Let's get that full yellow spandex. Or not the full yellow spandex, maybe. Let's go with, like, the Astonishing X-Men route with the, um... Just with their, you know, the unique characters. Let's get, like, a team with, like, Wolverine, Cyclops, Storm, Colossus, Kitty Pride. All the characters people want, right. you know? Right, right, right. Let's it's... let's get the actual characters that people want. Like, do it. Where the hell is Colossus? Where's Kitty Pride? Yeah, hey, what the fuck? When do they show up at yeah. some point, right? You know? anyway when will colossus ever get a line in a movie never he had the most lines he's ever had were in deadpool movies yeah that's true that's true i, I totally forgot <laughs> it's he was sadly true one. yeah it's uh-huh. sadly true okay well i think we should shut this one down mm-hmm. do you have any final thoughts on dark phoenix an x-men tv show <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> I I won't say it's terrible. I will say it's not great. Yeah, no, or good. It wasn't great. It's not um, even good. Yeah, maybe I wouldn't really say it was like terrible, terrible it, because honestly, like there were parts of it that I enjoyed. Again, it gave me my favorite hilarious scene. Yeah, in the whole hilarious franchise. Scene. It's filmed well. The music's very good. Mm-hmm. Some of the visuals are cool. The actors are good. So it, it's on the lower spectrum of okay. Like, way low. I think it was better than Apocalypse. I think it's a more tolerable film than Apocalypse. Because mm-hmm. Apocalypse was just like like a rubber face shit show. Because it was really was hard looking at, what is it, fake Ivan Thanos? News. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I there you go. I think that Apocalypse just like took itself too seriously. It just mm-hmm. tried to mm-hmm. set itself up as like a really like grand epic finale type movie and it failed. But Dark Phoenix kind of like took a step back and it you can tell like they kind of did treat this as more of like a just a side story kind of thing. Yeah. Like they didn't try to treat it as a grand finale kind of movie. It's kind of weird to think because it is the last movie, but you know they didn't know at the time. So I, they didn't it's, know. It's just, I think it's just a a side story movie. Yeah. It wasn't. They didn't try to make this like a grand 
like end game size finale and no, failed, you know. No. But Apocalypse did. Apocalypse is like they tried to make it like a grand epic battle, and then it, it just became really weird. I don't know how you could fix this story. You know, it's our second attempt at the Dark Phoenix storyline, and it's a mm. lot of the same bullshit. I think maybe the only thing wa- would be more scenes of Magneto struggling to fucking <laughs> lift things with his power. Yeah, they just needed more of Gene and Magneto like, going like at it in the movie. 15 more minutes of that, of them just doing, like, tug of war over, like, a fucking, yeah. like, railing or, like, a car or something. Yeah. And that would have just, like, that would have done it for me. I I've actually seen, up. like, a lot of, like, other reviews, like, commenting on, like, the hand gestures and stuff in this movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's the, like, most of the movie was just, like, Gene Grey and Magneto making hand gestures at CGI stuff. That's all it really, really was. And at the end of the but day, but those were actually like some of the funnest parts of the movie. Was I know, just seeing them, you know, waving their hands around and blowing shit up. I know. And oh, here's a PSA for you kids out there: there is no post-credit scene. You can fucking dip out as mm-hmm. soon as those credit. Yeah, there, there's no you. mid-credits or post-credits. Nope. There you go. It's just a dull ending to an uneven universe of films that we have watched pretty much all of them of yeah i mean if you just like leave the film like only remembering the end with professor x and magneto playing chess and just forget the rest of the film you might be better off for it you like, might be like that might be a satisfying finale like, if you just remember that part and nothing else that led up to it maybe which to be fair it fucking rips off dark knight rises ending yeah well yeah <laughs> like actually, to a t <laughs> yeah there's nothing original here there's nothing interesting there's just one hilarious scene where magneto's fucking veins burst out of his neck gene gray was batman yeah no yeah because also during that scene when they were playing chess it the camera panned to the sky and it still showed the phoenix flare in the sky just floating is she still alive oh my god We'll never get a fucking sequel. Yeah, we'll never get an answer to that. Ever. And that's it. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up for our Dark Phoenix review. It's a movie. It exists. Maybe you should think twice about spending your money on it. Yeah, just wait for Netflix. Yeah, there you go. That's the best we got you. Hey, maybe New Mutants will be... um. Hopefully. We'll no, see. No, no, no. All right. Well, good night, everybody. Yeah, see ya.